Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Art of Awesome, episode number 190. And popular in, in sports environment, especially male sports environment, right? To, to be open-hearted, to be vulnerable, to, to be really connected with someone. Um, so that that is the balance of it. But then I went to the spiritual communities and, and then I felt that the high performing and, and, and being full on and passionate and driven was also missing. And those practices of of uh, compassion and loving kindness and and unity of all often came with some kind of fear of action and 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 some kind of self-imposed limitations of, of maybe who am I to do that and and what would people think and things like that. That as a high performer, you don't really care too much. Mm. Uh, so for me, merging. So I often felt. I'm in a way too spiritual or too too nice, too open-hearted in the sports business communities. But then I would go to the spiritual community and suddenly I feel like I'm too high-performing and too driven <laughs> and, and too direct. Uh, so they always felt very separated through the lenses of other people. Mm. And, and I thought it would be so powerful to bring them together. What if we cannot compromise any of the drive and, and, and not compromise any of the compassion and healing that needs to be done. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to the Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome to the Art of Awesome podcast. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and this is the show where we search for that secret sauce to success and the difference between the average and the awesome. Today is Monday, and we've got another deep dive interview. Gilan has an incredible backstory with a journey through life that brought him to the Israeli Special Forces, then into a career as a professional basketball player, and now into being a transformational leadership and business coach, as well as a podcast host for his show called Success is a State of Being. In this episode, we dive deep into the questions that bring us to success and the question that Gilad asked himself, what do I do best and how can I best serve humanity from now on? This is a very intriguing episode and I got just a ton of value out of it myself. I'm very excited to share it with you guys uh, and I think this is probably going to be one of those shows that you're going to want to sit down and listen to probably twice. I know that I am going to listen to it more than once for sure. So very excited to share it with you. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Here is Gilad Carney. First off, Gilad, thank you so very much for joining us here on the Art of Awesome podcast. Thank you for hosting me. Uh, I love what you're up to. I'm always trying to get more inspired by the outdoors. Uh, so good to have people like you to, uh, to look at, you know. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much. I'm glad you have uh, what I think of as a truly unique story as a former professional basketball player, uh, then Israeli Special Forces, 
and now you're coaching transformational leadership and business as well as a podcast host of your own with uh, Success is a State of Being. So all sorts of amazingness that you've got going on in your life. And I was wondering if you could kind of start us off with um, kind of walking us through this journey and how you go from, I guess, even how you get into being a professional basketball player, the transition into Israeli Special Forces, and then into coaching and kind of where you are to today. Yeah. I would love to share the, the first transition happened uh, the other way around. I first went into the special forces, then became a professional basketball player. Uh, so, so I'll share it in that order. Uh, you know, often we look back at, at our path. Uh, we would like to take credit that we, for everything and said everything was planned exactly as I wanted. Uh, I think it would be taking too much credit uh, for <laughs> me. And often it felt like I was just put in a situation and, and kind of followed it and, and this dream kind of started to evolve from that. Uh, I played basketball since I was five, six, uh, doing a bunch of different sports, uh, but basketball kind of was my, my thing and fell in love with that. I always had a dream to be a professional basketball player. Um, mostly it seems like an unachievable dream, something that you just watch on TV. And, and see all of these people out there. I, maybe you had the same experience as a younger athlete. Uh, so came a kind of high school time and also growing up in Israel uh, that a lot of, of the culture is around uh, serving the country and obviously a mandatory military service. Uh, I was really questioning, you know, do I follow this thing that is feels like a personal dream uh, or, or I go with all of my friends, family, that all of them did a very meaningful service in the military. Um, in Israel, professional athletes get a permission to do light service. You would go and water the plants or do some paperwork to, to keep your professional career because you know how many hours a day it takes. Yep. Um, and for me at this point, I, was, I, I, I wasn't clear that I actually ready to follow the dream. I think some of it was perhaps not seeing the possibility of this happening, but also a really deep sense of all of my friends are in that and I need to be there with them. Um, and with the same mindset of being an athlete and a high performer, I said, okay, if I go in there, I want to go to the highest place where I can serve most. Uh, so I decided to go into the special forces. Uh, so this maybe was one of the hardest decisions for me at my life at this point, because uh, basketball really was everything. Um, like many athletes, I didn't like school and stuff. So basketball was my my everything and my full expression. Uh, so I spent uh, three years over there in the special forces. And uh, coming out of it, I uh, didn't really know what I'll do uh, next. I really thought I will never play basketball again. Uh, being three years out of professional sports, you are becoming very irrelevant. Uh, but my brother back then played for a fourth league in Israel, which is very low level. You don't get paid anything and it just, you come and play for fun. And he said, Hey, come and join us. We need some place for practice. From that day, within four years, I find myself playing for first division for a championship game for the second best team in the league back then. We lost the championship. I was wow. the captain of the under 24 national team and find myself professional basketball player uh, within four years that again this is one of the things that 
I want to say I had it all planned, but just <laughs> happened kind of very randomly. And, and that happened span on over 10 years uh, of playing uh, at these levels. And so grateful for it. And, and, and um, it was amazing, you know, but I, I couldn't at the beginning really couldn't see how that is possible. Um, then transitioning, I got injured at the end of my career, uh, like quite a few athletes uh, experience at this stage. Uh, my wife is from the US, so we knew we want to move uh, over here. So that was just a time for me for a very, very big transition. Uh, I knew I want to start something on my own. Been exploring that for about seven years before uh, even doing my basketball career. Um, and out of a lot of confusion for a long period, quite a few years of, of studying different things and exploring different things, um, I paused for a moment and I remember this question really popping in my head from trying to figure out all the career possibilities and positions and then salaries. This question popped in my head asking, how can I best serve humanity from now on? Mm. And that just make, made everything fall into place. And all of the ideas and creativities and, and possibilities started to evolve because it was much more inner focus than, than trying to find trajectories of careers and interest in occupations. And from that was some kind of a commitment that came to answering this question almost on a daily basis. Wow. And, and then finding uh, the coaching profession. And, and it gave me a space to bring everything that I've learned from these really high-performing environments, team orientation to spiritual uh, studies that I've done uh, and studies about the body and the mind. I've been exploring so many things for, for many years in my life, uh, mindfulness and uh, fascinated by the human aspect, probably you too as well. Uh, so for me, the, what I do today is still keep answering this question of how can I best serve humanity? Uh, this is where I draw most of my, my passion and motivation to to take action. I absolutely love that question. And it's such a powerful question. And it really, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it really, um, it's somewhat simple in the sense that like when you say it, it's like, well, obviously that's the question we should all be asking. Do you know what I mean? Um, but at the same point, it takes somewhat of a deep thought to get there. I'm I'm curious, you had mentioned that you had um, different spiritual studies and different things like that. Do you feel that any of that helped bring the awareness of this question in the first place? Or where did this come from? Like, did you just all of a sudden kind of wake up and think like, okay, how can I best serve humanity? Like, that's the number one question I need to be thinking of today because... Um, I just, it, again, it, it seems somewhat simple, but but not everybody is waking up thinking that question. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of curious if you have any idea of where the question came from in the first place. Uh, wow, that's a wonderful question. I don't think I've been asked that before. Um, I think few 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 places. Uh, first, I think it's kind of, it's kind of uh, how it naturally functioned. In, in many of, uh, of the sports environments and what I had a really hard time with most of my career and even at times in the military is how much the ego gets in the way of, of team function mm. and, and shared purpose or shared goal. Uh, and for me, it's something 
not trying to compliment myself, but that I never really focused on. It was never in, in my mind to be the, the top scorer or to have the best stats. So just naturally, I didn't really think about these things. Um, and I really saw how so often the, the individual function that wants something for itself is actually hurting itself and, and the team and the people in the environment just to get a, a moment of benefit or recognition. Uh, so I think that that's already gave me some kind of uh, understanding into, okay, there's, there's some weird function <laughs> in, 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 in our minds or the way we operate that is actually harmful to what we want, yet we still make a choice to do that. Mm. Um, and also, I think throughout my life, not really often finding the motivation for for my own accumulation or, or that can be power or, or even money or stuff like that. I was always much more motivated through being there for others and being in service for others. So thinking, okay, how, how can I take my skills, what I've learned and and, in, and cultivate it in a way that, that would be, that I would be at my best, right? But we'd also really serve people. I think that really was some kind of surface for this question and connecting with some of the spiritual traditions and, and, and inquiries I've done with myself. And earlier, it was just glimpse, glimpses of understanding of, of the nature of ourselves with which we might touch it later, that, that it's, there is no, that the individual function is there is some kind of illusory component and the focus of on, on the me or the I all the time is actually very detrimental to ourselves and our environment. Uh, so from that, it was just very natural to, I think, a natural surface for this question to arise, perhaps. Yeah, I'm curious. There's there's a couple things that you've been saying, a couple words that that I that I catch. Um, one where you've mentioned uh, service many times <clears throat> and and serving others. Um, and as well as the fact where you're you're talking about kind of taking you out of the equation and more thinking of the service of either humanity or others, and and I'm curious how much of this you think may have um, come from your early years working with the the special forces and and the Israeli military, and and how much of uh, I would imagine I I've never served in the military, so. Um, this is just my interpretation, but I would imagine that it is very apparent that it is uh, a collective and a community instead of the the individual, um, both in the sense that you're serving your country, um, but also just in the sense that the military would work as a unit together versus an individual uh, solely. And I'm curious whether you think that that has, um, has had an impact on the sense that this deeper meaning to serve others more than just uh, the individual or the soul self? I think both. Uh, growing up in Israel gave me, so I grew up in, my childhood was in the 90s, uh, which was a time of a lot of conflict uh, from us towards the Palestinian and Arab side, them towards uh, us. I really don't like these terms at this point of us and them and, and, and you versus I, uh, but this is how 
it was back then and, and on our way to school every day, we would face uh, terror attacks and, you know, it was a, a very unsafe environment. So I, I experienced a lot of how that doesn't work when when we have only our own agenda and not willing to to create some kind of unity and 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 release boundaries that be boundaries of our beliefs and perceptions of ourselves and and the boundaries around our countries mm. we, we 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 rather the way we operate and that that happens in 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 so many all over the world probably the way we try to find safety or freedom is, is by creating boundaries around things so that we keep in a way limit the space that we are we exist in in order to find freedom is it's it's kind of a a weird equation yeah so so i saw a lot of that and and in such a hostile environment i also saw how beautiful and powerful and 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 incredible it is when we approach it in a different way because of such contrast right mm-hmm. so so when we are willing and we, we really get to be curious with the person in front of us and, and, and dissolve for a moment what we think about them and, and our own beliefs, we, we really found no distinctions or no differentiation. That can be on the street and that can be a research that I've actually done recently for a, for a different project that I'm doing with uh, soldiers at the heart of, of war and combat facing someone that we perceive as enemy and so many of them share that in that very moment when they really close face to face with that person, there is a moment of recognition of of, of no no differentiation mm-hmm. and, and 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 no it's, it's such sameness and 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 even questioning what it is all about in in the most sensitive moments like that. So I really got to explore both of them from seeing how division and separation operates in the most uh, ugly ways or harmful ways to see how how beautiful and powerful a moment of connection can be even amidst very hostile moments wow wow that uh <clears throat> i can i i can't imagine how that would feel um but i imagine it being extremely a, a difficult scenario and and uh being tasked with, you know, trying to so-called quote unquote beat the enemy and then looking at the enemy and, and somewhat seeing, you know, so much similarity and being like, why must we, you know, bear arms against our brothers or, or however that might be. Um, yeah, that, that is certainly a challenge. And, and, uh, I consider myself fairly blessed that I have not seen the, the heat of war in that, in that sense. Um, are there lessons that you feel that you've, uh, that you've learned through, whether it be, uh, the Israelis, uh, special forces or through basketball? I, I personally find that everything is so, uh, intertwined and, and relatable in the sense that, um, we kind of spoke a little bit about this before we, before we started recording how, um, things can be transferred so from one aspect to another. So I'm, I'm curious, maybe are there lessons that you've learned either from your career in professional basketball or your time spent in the special forces that you, uh, apply to your everyday life now or, uh, within your coaching and your leadership and business? 
A few of them, I, th I think that they came to me in this stage of life as, as forms of commitments. Uh, the, those kind of lessons or, or seeing how things don't function well. And and where often I I find myself um, a little bit of a, of an outsider in, in, in almost every environment. I love the high performance um, mentality and, and, and being full on and going after your dreams and facing your fears and then playing bigger than, than you ever imagined on a kayak, on the court, or in business mm -hmm. uh, as a leader. I, I, I don't think, like, let's, let's go with everything and then anything is possible. Um, I don't think it can be an excuse anymore to uh, treating first ourselves harmfully. Uh, we, we, we take on so much in our, on our bodies and minds in, in those environments. And I played injured for four years. I really completely exhausted my body. Mm. Um, we fight one another. We, we spend so much energy and resources over um, fighting over something and, and against and, and resistance. Uh, so for me, I think kind of the spiritual uh, growth and understanding came to me, okay, this is possible and we need to balance it. So the lessons for me, okay, it doesn't work when we always, it's exhausting. It always ends up being exhausting. You always mm -hmm. end up burnt out. You always end up not liking the other person that you look at. Uh, honestly, often at times you don't start, you don't like this person that you look at yourself, then you start not liking the, the people that you look out, out there. Uh, so this for me needs to be grounded in, in practices of, uh, of uh, first understanding who we truly are. And out of that comes compassion and, and care and form of unity and, and, and a work that, that is come from expansion, not fighting over um, more inclusiveness, um, keeping our hearts open, in, in, which is very un, um, unpopular in, in sports environment, especially male sports environment, right? To, to be open-hearted, to be vulnerable to to be really connected with someone um so that that is the balance of it but then i went to the spiritual communities and and then i felt that the high performing and and, and being full-on and passionate and driven was also missing hmm. and those practices of of uh, compassion and loving kindness and and unity of all often came with some kind of fear of action and, and, and some kind of self-imposed limitations of, of maybe who am I to do that and, and what would people think and things like that, that as a high performer, you don't really care too much. Mm. Uh, so for me, merging, so I often felt I'm in a way too spiritual or too, too nice, too open-hearted in the sports business communities. But then I would go to the spiritual community and suddenly I feel like I'm too high-performing and too driven <laughs> and, and too direct. Uh, so they always felt very separated through the lenses of other people. Mm. And, and I thought it would be so powerful to bring them together. What if we cannot compromise any of the drive and, and, and not compromise any of the compassion and healing that needs to be done and, and, and not creating any division? Um, so I think that for me, and naturally, I'm very connected and inspired by by leaders like that 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 do this kind of 
work uh, throughout history from you know uh, uh, Gandhi to uh, Nelson Mandela and then people like that that for me were such a perfect combination of, of uncompromised drive but also uncompromised um, health towards everything mm. I, I love that and I love the almost like the yin and yang that you have visually in my head that that I've I've kind of seen how you're talking about blending um that high performance kind of drive with that open-minded spirituality or um or kindness or lovingness uh to all aspects of life uh and and you're right how they somewhat seem as two opposites, but just like the yin and yang, like it, it could also blend together. Uh, and maybe that's the perfect, you know, place for it to exist is in the blending of the, of the dark and light and, and so forth. I'm also intrigued at, as listening to, to you talk, for instance, just with, within your, within your sports career of like playing injured for four years. Um, and that, you might only have realized that you know you were you were hyper hyper focused on the performance um, portion of it, but without that, you might not have missed the fact that you needed to then step further into the spiritual side. Do you know what I mean? Like it's almost like because of that, you realized, okay, maybe I need to go farther in the opposite direction, and then going that way towards. Uh, you know, interviewing spiritual leaders or, or just kind of going down that route, you start to realize like, oh, well, I can't go too far down that way either because then I'm missing the high performance aspect. And it's like without the awareness of both ends of the spectrum, you kind of miss that blending in the middle. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's just amazing to hear how your journey has kind of brought it all together and then uh, and then now into coaching and kind of sharing that journey with others um, and also bringing the awareness from both sides back a little bit more central, uh, which is it's just a really cool perspective to, to listen to. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Do, do you do any spiritual practices yourself or however you know me, you, you tell me it. I know even the term spirituality is is often, um, you know, there are many connotations to it. For sure, yeah. And and it's interesting how um, how sometimes a simple word as spirituality can be somewhat, you know, taboo to, to talk about. Just like many things I've, I've realized in, in many subjects that we've talked about on this podcast and, and many other conversations throughout my life that... Um, that when you start looking at like some of the taboo words, we start recognizing that there's no reason for it to be taboo in the first place. And really it is, is just, a um, maybe a lack of openness. Um, and so as far as to answer your question about spirituality or faith, uh, I definitely, uh, am faith-based. I have many different spiritual practices. Um, I grew up uh, as um, grew up in a in a very Christian Catholic uh, household. We would go to church every Sunday. Uh, I was an altar boy as a, as a child or as a youth, I guess. Um, and then when I um, 
grew into my passion for sports and kayaking. I kind of um, fell out of the practice of going to church every day, um, but still being very much um, faith-based and faith-focused uh, and, and you know, believing in God or a higher power or the universe or however you might want to, you know, express what that might be. Um, and then also kind of just blending that with, um, different. I mean, again, I've, I've been super blessed in the sense that, uh, that I've been able to travel the world via my sport and see how many other people live their lives. And, like what you said, being able to, you know, see the version of the high performers and see the version of the, of, of different spiritual leaders. Um, I too have been able to travel and, and see how different people, um, have different spiritual practices. And so, uh, through that, I have been able to, you know, incorporate some of those in, in, in my own practices. And so, uh, whether it be something as simple as, uh, as meditation or visualization or yoga or, um, I don't know, gratitude. I mean, there's just so many ways. Uh, interestingly enough, I find so much of, and again, we're kind of going off into the spiritual side of things, but of just, um, religion itself, I personally believe so much of it is so similar that if we were to able to um, agree on the fact that many different religions have different names for possibly the the same overarching, you know, uh, universal being or something of that sort, uh, I think there would be so much more peace on earth. Uh, and And interestingly enough, many of the you know, whether it be scriptures or, or different books or, or um, yeah, words of different religions from the past, so much of it uh, speaks about, about peace on earth or, 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 or that's some sort of like, um, you know, be good to your neighbor or to, or treat others as you want to be treated, all, all of that kind of thing. Um, and I feel like sometimes, it gets lost in the details of like, oh, well, you know, we have to do this because it says this or whatever. And it's like, oh, I think you're missing the overarching thing. We're, su we're supposed to be kind to one another and, and loving to one another. And that's the main focus. And if we were as a, as a human race, I think if we were all to just take a step back and, and recognize um, that, I think, uh, gosh, I think every, everyone uh, would have a, a, in my opinion, a, a happier life, and we would all probably live a little bit more peaceful. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think where where we um, perhaps missing the point uh, on on really connecting the dots or finding the unity of all of it um, is often it's it's when we talk about spirituality or we want to get into that space, it's often linked with a belief. And, and a practice that was prescribed by someone. Mm -hmm. If if we think about sports for a second, there, there's no, the, the way to be more uh, athletic, it's not only doing whitewater kayaking, right? There are so many ways to move your body and yeah. all of them are equally beautiful, perfect, healthy, connected. You know, the, none of them have greater or lesser quality. Where, where, where would you be most athletic is is in in finding the thing that you're most connected with right 
when right. I'm sure when you are on the river, you 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 can teach everyone about oneness when you are on a river, right? You you can't not be connected with the environment, otherwise you you not be a good kayaker. Yeah. S- same same with that, you know. So to say you can only be spiritual uh, athletic if you believe in that kind of sports and and practice it in this way, it's so limited. So same here, it's the, the way to be uh, spiritual is not to have a belief and follow practices of gratitude, um, 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 uh, prayer, and um, I don't know what, uh, another one. It's, it's to find a place of connection within you to, mm. to whatever that is that allows you to be fully expressed without any boundaries of, 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 of thought or individuality. That that from a place of I'm connected to everything that's around me, wh- how would I now bring it into life? And that doesn't need to happen only when I sit on a meditation pillow, uh, go to a, a place of worship, um, or, or talk about spirituality. All of them are perfect. All of them can happen if you're connected to them. But it's 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 a lived moment by moment experience. Where, where it can't be uh, comprehended is that we try to find it in, in practices or beliefs or, or even texts. Is something, perhaps that's the most intimate inquiry that we can do with ourselves, to ask, who am I? What is my experience of existing? And, and, and go to find this, uh, this answer within ourselves, not in texts and not in teachers and not in, 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 in uh, beliefs. That again can be helpful, but but f- for a moment we first need to strip away everything. So where where, where I enter into that space as, as a professional is is not trying to teach actually anyone anything to guide them very gently into their experience of of what it means to being themselves and 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 seeing beyond any form of separation of them and world, them and others, them and environment. Because from that place of, of, of experiential um, understanding, not a teaching, they would share the most beautiful explanation or teaching or understanding of that thing. Like, like while you are on a river, you will describe to me the, the, the felt experience of, of that moment. No book can can give you the right words for it, right? Yeah. Uh, so 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 for for me, where where we we find the unity of, of all different uh, religions or traditions or spiritual understandings is inquiring about the nature of ourselves. Mm. When we do that, and someone goes to the end of that inquiry, everyone describes it differently in their own words, but everyone gets to the same point, like all again all traditions. They get to a place of, of of experience of again we'll call it oneness or, or ever present being that is not bounded to to time or physicality or perception or thought. It has no divisions. It just it's just when we ask what it is, we say it's just here. It's present. It's being. It's 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 aliveness. It's awakeness. There are so many words. It's awareness or consciousness or. God, if you want to call it this way, or, or, or um, uh, universe, uh, again, there's so many words, mm-hmm. but but all of them hint to the experience that one have that in, in a way remove the veil of being a separate um, 
organism mm. that 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 is 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 completely separated from the whole um yeah i i absolutely love that and and do you find um for each person being that we're all unique are there specific ways that you have found that help people um uncover their answers for themselves or like I, the first thought that comes to mind would be like meditation or is it just as likely for me to find the answer when I'm out paddling a river as it would be for me to meditate like are there is it just a different journey for everyone and it's kind of more of a subconscious question that we need to ask and eventually um, we start getting guided towards the answer that we're looking for or is it do you find like, okay, no, I'm going to sit on a meditation pillow for an hour and I'm going to come up with the answer of, you know, of why am I here? Um, yeah. So I, I just, as a, as a coach yourself, and I'm sure you've helped many individuals through this, um, how do you prescribe someone, uh, kind of go on that journey for themselves? This is what I love most about, about the work. So I, I never, repeat any formula with anyone it's it's in a way i look at a person in front of me and i prescribe what's right to them uh, to your question i think both answers uh, are right uh, first it's important to all of us just inquire about it do it with a guide coach teacher whoever that is or, or by yourself it, it doesn't mm-hmm. you know both are valuable first start with the inquiry about who am i what is the nature of myself what, what is the thing that is aware of my experience it is experiencing all of that um so that that's valuable to do wherever you do it and and definitely go into those places where you feel most connected in in the leadership space i would ask where do your joy and freedom know no limitations i i want people to be in those spaces and to operate from that place where where there is no limitation to their experience because in, we will call it being in the zone in, in sports, right? Let, let's create that as a continuous experience of living rather than something that happens on a random moment. Um, and where I think high performers, highly creative people, uh, people that are driven, often struggle with the sitting on a pillow idea because they are very energetic. Mm-hmm. So it might not be right for them uh, at some point, Um Important to let the mind come down and, and and rest the body in that way, yes, but it's not for everyone. So I actually uh, often want to find ways for them in movement to 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 just be in that sp- place of being in the zone. Um, because I work in kind of the more business setting, so I try to find how the function of them individuals in that system would would provide that experience. With that, if we need to use meditation, so we use meditation. And if we need to use uh, self-inquiry, we use self-inquiry. Uh, one of my clients love dance, so she, she dances and, and, and come to her own thing. I'm, I'm not a dance guide or a teacher or anything, but I, so regardless if I'm, um, if I know uh, how to guide on a specific tool or not, I, I, I would encourage the person to go into that place where, where they are just fully expressed the freedom and joy, no, no limitations, because again, it comes back to felt experience mm. rather than, than a prescription or a set of practices that are right for everyone. Would I, everyone benefit from 
practicing kindness and gratitude? Yes. Everyone interested in it? No. So why? You know, yeah. there were so many other ways. I love the idea of going where um, what you said where, where joy is is limitless. Uh, and I'm not sure if I if I said the the proper words there or not, but but essentially trying to find where there are no limits or boundaries to the experience. And and it's obviously for each one of us that is something a little bit different, but such a powerful place to be. Um when when you're speaking, you know, about this journey for for an individual versus um, uh, a business leader or or a top athlete, are the questions that you're asking, uh, you know, yourself, your subconscious, whatever it might be, are they any different um, for the different versions, or is it all somewhat of the same? If I ask them the same question that I ask myself, meaning, <clears throat> meaning, if you were to. Um, if you were to be trying to help uh, a business leader versus a professional athlete versus um, uh, stay-at-home mom or dad, would would you be asking? Would you be kind of guiding them with different questions uh, depending on where they are, like towards if if they're more towards the spiritual side versus more towards the high performance, or is it kind of the same idea of um, of asking, you know, how can I best serve humanity? Uh, so again, uh, both in a way. Uh, at times, it's it's always it's very um, specific to the person in front of me. Uh, just the nature of my work, and I know how I, I'm very creative myself. So I wouldn't like to repeat the exact same system all the time. I don't think there is a, a repeatable system that can work for everyone. Uh, it's again, like you love to go and explore different rivers, right? Like you know, yeah. It's it's just fun because it. it newness and creative expression um, uh, so there are different questions for different people the few essential questions that I really enjoy helping people answer uh, for themselves and in the career journey is one of them is how can I best serve humanity that makes such a radical shift because we so often just focus on ourselves Mm. And, and, and then I need to overcome fear before I can take action. And then where would I go? And how much would I earn? And it's just such an energy uh, draining uh, mechanism. The, the, if we call it the ego or the, the false sense of self or the me perception, it's, it's just a very energy draining mechanism. Suddenly it's kind of like a kid discovering a, a, a new world. You open the horizons oh, how can I sell this thing in front of me rather than thinking, how can I get things for myself that, that I need or that I feel that I lack? Mm. And, and, and the beauty of it, that it draws just more motivation and passion and, and purpose. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, so it's a, definitely an essential question that I ask and also in a way want to make it a, almost a mandatory question for every business to ask themselves. An answer to come from that place. What what if every business on this planet come to their work by answering the question, how can we best serve humanity? And and that has nothing to do with with compromising income or anything. That often again one of the things that we see one versus another. But let let's start from this place. How how the world would look like if we all start from that place? Um, so to be able to answer that question. I would want to help the person find what is their creative expression of love. Mm. For one, it would be sitting in a studio and, 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 and a painting. 
for me, it's, it's running a business. It gives me a platform to really expressing my love in a creative way. A river, basketball, a podcast, creating connections, a building houses, all it's the, the diversity of it is endless. But in a place where we naturally, creatively expressing our love is our biggest strength. That is, you know, we can say that love is, is the greatest force uh, in the universe. So let's, and, and creativity, now combine this together. Who, who wouldn't want to the, their workspace, whether their business or career or a job, to be their creative expression of love? Right? Why, why, why we are very attracted to artists. This is what they do 24-7. It can also happen in, in something that seems more organized, like, like a business function. That's amazing. I, I love I love the the blending of uh, creativity and love and and uh, it is I mean obviously two extremely powerful forces uh, and and I and I also love that that you're that you're asking how can we best serve humanity not just like whether it be you know as the self or as a business or anything but but continuing broadening that for like how each and every one of us can do that. And, and again, the answer is different for each person. Um, but again, the simplicity behind it, but it's, it's a very, there's, a, there's a lot of depth to it. Uh, I say simple, not meaning that it's easy, uh, meaning that you, when I hear it, it's just such a, an obvious question to me where I'm like, Oh, of course we should all be asking that. But, but the, there's some, some, true depth there because it's not something that we all have the answer to immediately meaning that it's it's a it's a question that we actually have to ponder on and and you know and do some deep thinking and and some reflection and be like okay well what is it that i do have that i can bring to the table that i can provide or that that i have uh unique abilities to to give to the world and so i love that idea i love harnessing that alongside with uh, with love and creativity. And, uh, and I think it honestly, uh, Gilad, I think it, it's going to bring, I don't know, just a, a brightness to the world, uh, that didn't previously exist. So I applaud you for all that you're doing. I applaud you for your coaching, your questioning, um, for, for just your guidance, uh, and for sharing your journey with us. I feel like I could probably talk with you for hours on this subject and maybe we'll have to just bring you back on the show again, because this has been so much fun, but I'm going to move us on to the next part of the show, the, uh, the fire round. And I'm going to fire off a couple quick questions that I ask all of my guests here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Gilad, do you have a favorite quote or a current quote that you live by? So many come to my mind right now. I'm uh, let let me pause on that for a second and see which one. Happiness is the ever present nature of all living beings. Mm. Wow, wow, that is very powerful. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. And and I again, I just I love it, and just hearing it puts a smile on my face. Um, Gilad, do you have a, a favorite book or, uh, possibly even, uh, one of your more recent books that you might be reading? One that come to mind right now is called The Heart of Understanding, uh, by Thich Nhat Hanh. 
uh, and it talks about the interconnectedness of, of everything. Mm. Um, uh, refers to the Heart Sutra, which is one of the most essential texts in, in uh, Buddhism. Uh, so it's, it's a wonderful, sim- it's a very simple uh, and very short book. I really recommend the audio version. Um, so th- this comes to mind right now. I will definitely check that out. To clarify, it was the heart of understanding. Is that right? Correct. I will definitely uh, check that out right after this episode. Um, uh, if today was, this is one of my, my more favorite questions. Um, Gilad, if today was your last day on earth and everything that you've done up to this point, uh, all of your basketball career, your, your time in the special forces, all of your coaching, everything was to leave with you. And all that you were left with was a piece of paper and a pen that you could leave three truths, three things that you believe to be true that you could share with friends, family, loved ones, or future generations. What might those three truths be? We are an ever-present being. Joy and freedom is the nature of ourselves. Oneness is who we are. Mm. I absolutely love that. And and I love um, your delivery on all of this, Gilad. You are a phenomenal speaker. And again, I have just been having such a great time getting to speak with you. Something that I try to do as much as I can, because I gain so much value out of these conversations. Um, so something that I try to do, Glad, is provide as much value as I can as well. So is there anything that you are currently focusing on that I might be able to help out with or possibly even my listeners? Uh, one project that is in the making uh, right now. So I, I, I don't like the uh, uh, promotional uh, kind of sharing. So I'm sharing something that, that, that's in the making. And actually it might be helpful because often people listen to us people on podcasts. It seems like we have everything perfectly planned and stuff. So I'll show something that's in the making. Uh, it's something uh, that I call the humane way. Sure. Uh, it's an idea that I had quite a few years ago uh, the vision of it uh, back then was too big for me to start with. And, you know, we, we move with projects. But the humane way, it's a community that I'm gathering uh, of what I call social and spiritual leaders of our time. Uh, people that dedicated uh, their work, their life even perhaps, to social unity. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that can be in so many forms, right? The, 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 you can be an outdoor athlete and you can be a spiritual teacher and you can be a social activist. Uh, it's less focused on the profession as much as what you cultivate through that. Uh, so I, I imagine that being a group of leaders that are dedicated to social unity in many forms uh, and eventually be some kind of um, a, a way that we invite all systems from education uh, to uh, governments, to militaries, to the prison system, to sports, all of the systems that we spend so much time in to, uh, to come from, from that understanding and educate all of us about the nature of ourselves, the nature of our existence for a cultivation of growth into a social unity uh, in our world. 
so that's in the making. I don't have details. I don't have any sign-up forms. Um, if that's interesting, reach send me an email and then I'll be uh, happy to, to share my inspiration in that moment or have a conversation. Uh, but it's, it's uh, I think what will turn to be my, perhaps my, my largest uh, project uh, over my next decades even. And, and right now it's, be, it's being in the making. So thank you for letting me share that. Well, that sounds truly incredible. And uh, I definitely will reach out and see if there's any way that I could possibly help or assist with it because uh, it sounds like an incredible project for sure. Uh, and, and as well as the fact that it's probably a, a massive undertaking. So anything I can do to help, uh, I will gladly uh, give any sort of resources or time or uh, personal experiences that I might be able to help with. For all of those that might want to continue to, uh, to follow along your journey, um, possibly even um, sign up for your coaching or just connect with you, uh, what might be the best way for someone to reach out, Gilad? Just go to my website, uh, carnegilad.com. So it's my last name, then my first name, uh, .com. Uh, you can send me an email directly to connect at carnegilad.com. Simple. Awesome. And I will have all the links to that in the show notes as well. My final question of the day for you, Gilad, is what is your definition of awesome? Living fully expressed without uh, any mind limitation on our experience. Mm. Wow. Again, I just love how you put everything together in such uh, what I think of as a simple form, but it just... Uh, so easy to comprehend. Uh, again, thank you for your time, for your experience, for sharing this all with us. I hope my listeners have got as much value out of this all as I did. Uh, if you guys did get value out of this, please, I ask if you guys could share this with someone that you think might needs to, that might need to hear this, um, as well as if you got value, if you could leave us a rating and review, as that greatly just helps us build our collective and our community. Again, please reach out to Galad. Check him out on his website. And thank you all for tuning in. I'm Nick Troutman signing off, wishing you all a truly awesome day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.